Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking for the high-level strategies and stories behind building a seven-figure product brand, then you're in the right place. On this show, we'll uncover the advanced strategies, stories, and secrets that you need to know in order to take your e-commerce brand to the next level. Are you ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. My name is Stacey Zio and I am your host. And I am super excited to talk to you today about influencer marketing. Specifically, we're going to talk about influencer marketing mistakes. So if you are new here, welcome. Make sure that you follow and subscribe to the show. We have episodes coming out every Tuesday and they're all about different ways that you can improve your marketing specifically for e-commerce brands so that you can figure out how you can take your marketing to the next level. So This episode actually coming out today is episode three in our holiday marketing series. The last couple weeks we recorded, um, I recorded a couple episodes about holiday time specifically. Like we are in the thick of it, y'all. We are in Q4 officially and there are so many things that you could be doing to, to ensure that you make this your best quarter yet. And so in order for you to do that, I've created a couple episodes for you. That's why I created this series. And so if you go back to listen to last week was all about Facebook ads. If you're running Facebook ads this season, then you definitely want to make sure you listen to that episode because there's a lot of great tips in there. Um, And then before that, I gave you 10 planning tips. So if you're still in planning phase, you're still trying to figure things out. Definitely make sure you listen to that episode as well. And then also, also with this actual series, I created a holiday marketing checklist, a calendar for you so that you know what to do in October, which you should be doing right now. You know what to do in November and you know what to do in December to make this your most profitable Black Friday season yet. Okay. And so it's the ultimate e-commerce checklist. I'm super excited for y'all to get your hands on that. So it has a calendar with action items, all the things. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist, S-T-A-C-Y-Z-E-A-L.co slash checklist. So you can grab that for free. Um, It's also going to be linked in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes as well. We are in the thick of October and it is time to really, really make sure that You are maximizing your efforts this holiday season. I have worked, this will be my, this, I've worked four Black Friday holiday seasons um, at when I worked at Zappos, when I led paid social there and built, was building ads, doing all the things, all on social channels and all the platforms, right? And one of the things that, especially with COVID and, and having studios shut down and those kinds of things, one thing that, you know, I had to end up leaning into heavily was influencer marketing. And because influencers were able to shoot content, you know, without actually being in the studio. And so, and also that was around the time when there was a, when influencer marketing was on the rise, right? So we were really tapping into like UGC had its moment or user generated content had its moment of really kind of getting free content, but then that kind of morphed into into influencer marketing. And while I was working at Zappos, we used a lot of influencers. Like we used influencers for ads all the time and they were very successful. Um, And so I'm going to talk a little bit about influencers and ads later, but I want to let you know that influencers are such a great bet for you as a CEO to make on your brand. If you do them right, if you get the right influencers, all those kinds of things, it can really, really be lucrative. And so specifically for holiday, because we're in holiday time. Let's talk about like, you know, influencers really know how to build an audience, but also they know how to move them to action. 
that's the difference between, you know, influencers and, you know, kind of content creators or people who are just creating user generated or, or brands that are just relying on user generated content. Influencers know how to build a movement. And in this year, in 2022, it is not enough to build a community around your product, around your brand. It's not enough to build a community. It's not enough to say, oh, I have people who love my products, who sing my praises. That's not enough. You need to mobilize them. You need to get them to actually build a movement around your product or around your brand so that you can have people who are spreading the word about your brand when you're not. People who are, you know, actually showcasing your brands to different types of audiences or in different unique kind of ways. That's really, really important to be able to do this in this year. So it requires a movement. It requires any and you being able to listen to your customers and receive what they're saying and be able to make adjustments on the, in, the, in the fly. And so that only works when you have a two way two way street between yourself, between your product and your um, and your audience. All right. Here's an example. So. Think about Fenty Beauty. I love Fenty Beauty. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm always talking about, I'm always, you know, showcasing my Fenty products. I I love makeup and Fenty is my favorite brand. But here's the thing about Fenty. Fenty Beauty not only has an amazing community, but they also built a community that moves and sells their products for them. And what does that mean? That means that you have YouTubers who create content about about Fenty. You have customers who create content about Fenty. You have influencers. And how did they do this? How did they do this? Because they make their product relatable. They make their product not even just relatable, I would even say, is that it's one, you know, having an amazing product is the foundation, right? But so we're not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is you they have mastered the ability to speak the language of their customer. And they do that, they do that with influencers. They do that with, you know, being very relatable to Rihanna and having her be the face of her brand and still speaking to her people, right? And so they have a community of people that are selling their products for them. So they don't have to be the, the brand itself does not have to be the voice or does not have to be the vehicle to sell the product. The people sell the product. When anybody asked me, I used to be a makeup artist back in the day. If you don't know a lot about my story, but I used to be a makeup artist back in the day. And when people would ask me for recommendations, I would always recommend Fenty, you know, because I used it. Or even to this day, when people ask me like, oh, what foundation do you use? People always compliment me on my foundation and all the things. But I'm like, I use Fenty. And so they've made, they've had the ability to use their customers to sell their products for them. So they don't have to do that. And if... In this day, if you I looked up some stats according to Digital Marketing Institute, 49% of consumers depend on influencer recommendations. 40% had purchased after they had had purchased a product after they had seen it on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter. And so influencer marketing is definitely a great way for you to start to use the voice of other people who have built audiences, who have built who have built brands themselves. And so they become the vehicle for your message. And they pull their audience in because their audience is already engaged with what they have to say. Their audience really already trusts their recommendations. And so as the brand, instead of you being the one who is speaking your brand or your CEO, you as the CEO being the face of your brand, right? You don't have to be the face of your brand. You really just need to start to figure out how you can tap into people who have audiences 
and get them to be the vehicle for your brand. Get them to be the voice of your brand. Hey, are you doing all the things when you'd rather be CEOing? What if instead of doing the, all the things like figuring out the marketing strategy and leading the team, you could free up your time to focus on other areas of your business that really need your attention? That's possible when you work with my team at Stacey Zeland Co. We are strategic marketing partners for e-commerce brands that want to take their sales and impact to the next level. Ready to stop playing small and do what it takes to become a big-ass impactful brand? Head over to RoadmapTo1Million.com to book a call with me. Don't wait. Now. Right now is your time. Head over to RoadmapTo1Million.com to book a call with me. I look forward to helping you get to your next level. All right, so that's so that's why influencer marketing is so important, y'all. So I want you to understand that influencer marketing is something that's definitely not going away. It is something that will continue to evolve. And it's something that e-commerce brands specifically, you need to start tapping into. And so let's talk about these five mistakes. And so I want to tell you that mistake number five, the last one I'm going to give you is literally the biggest mistake. So make sure you listen to the end. Okay. So I'm going to go through these five mistakes. and I'm going to tell you what they are and how to avoid making them or what you should do instead. Mistake number one. Mistake number one is hiring the wrong influencers. A lot of brands think or a lot of people think that a high follower count means good content. And there's some truth to that, right? There, there, there's some truth to that. When you're at a certain level and you're able to spend money for good influencers, there's a certain level of saying like, yes, they do create good quality content. But here's the thing. Let me give you an example. So Kim Kardashian has super high follower count, probably one of the highest paid influencers, you know, out right now, Right. And she creates great content. You look at the quality of her content. It's great. It's great quality content shot. Well, there's typically, a you know, some kind of, you know, message in there or whatever. Right. And so she's very good at being able to move product. But here's the thing. But does she create content that resonates with your customer or your potential customer? And see, that's the thing. That's where we need to start. A lot of brands, you want to start with the influencer and their follower count. But really, you need to start with your customer. And ask yourself, in addition to creating good content, does this influencer create content that resonates with my customers? And so this means that you need to know your customers intimately. And we're going to definitely talk about more as the podcast progresses about understanding who your customer is because it's super, super important. It's very foundational in anything that you do in your, in your marketing. It's understanding who you are talking to. And so... When you understand who you're talking to and who your core customer is or who the customer is that you're trying to capture, you want to ask yourself, does this influencer create content that resonates with them? Not do I like it, (laughs) okay? Not do I as the CEO like it. It is based on my customer feedback and the things that my customers resonate with and the things that I post on my social channels that my customers resonate with and the things I send out in my emails and the thing and all the videos I post based on the stuff that you post and the way that you've built your customers and the way that you started to intimately understand your customers based on that kind of information, does the influencer create content that resonates with them? So that's something that you want to keep in mind. The first place you start is always with, does the influencer create content for my people? Because ultimately, you are trying to find more of your people. You're trying to, you know, all these influencers have audiences that are made up of a variety of people, right? 
But really, it's not about capturing the entire audience of that influencer. It's really about capturing, figuring out who in that audience is your people are going to resonate with your product. Pull those people out. That's why it's not really about, that's why it's not about follower count. It's not about saying I have a million followers. It's about, is my audience really, is my audience a part of this person's world? And do they make content that will pull them into my world? And that, because that goes into the second question that you want to ask yourself is, is their content actionable? The purpose of any content that you're putting out is to get people, get your people to take some kind of action. So we want to take the action off the platform, right? So if you're posting content on Instagram, you're, the goal is not to have the influencer just say, oh, this is cool. And this is, you know, this is a cool product. And they can, and then the person just keeps scrolling, right? Like it's to get them to say like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool product. Let me go follow that brand. Let me go and, you know, buy a product. Whatever that is that you want them to do is to compel action. So there always needs to be calls to actions. There always needs to be, need to be clear on those things. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about getting good content and stuff like that um, next. But is it actionable? If you look at their content and say, oh my goodness, like this really makes me want to go check out that product. This really makes me want to go and learn more about that brand. So ask yourself that question. The last question you're going to ask yourself is, is their audience engaged in their content? And so this is something that's going to take a little bit of figuring out. It takes a little bit of digging to looking through some of their posts to see like, are people actually responding? Are people actually engaged with the content? Are they commenting and saying like, oh my goodness, this was such a great, this was such a helpful tip. Are are people actually, you know, responding to this person? Are they sharing their content? Are they like, not not just are they liking it, but are they actually engaging with it? Are they sharing it? Those are the kinds of things that you want. You want people to take action. So you want people to want, you want to make sure that the person, that the influencer that you're hiring is creating content that is not just cute and it's not just pretty. That's the, that's the baseline, right? That's the foundation for it to be nice, good content, right? But is it engaging? Does it pull people in? Does it make people want to do something? Does it, you know, even if it's just to go follow the account, even if it's just to comment below, right? That's, a, you know, is it, are they actually compelling people to do something? Are they actually, people are actually listening to them and paying attention to them? Because there's a lot of people who may have inflated follower count numbers, right? But that doesn't, but just because you have a million followers doesn't mean that you have people who are engaged. And so asking for their engagement rate. So like their engagement rate based on like how many followers they have out of how many post engagements they get. Look at that from like the last seven days or the last 14 days or last month. What is that percentage? Is it good? Is it not good? (laughs) Okay. That's how you determine engagement. Okay. Mistake number two. Mistake number two is not setting your influencers up to give you great content. So it is a mistake to think that hiring the right influencer is enough. So let me know if this sounds familiar. Let's, let's, let's put it into context here. So you hot, you find an influencer that makes great content. They have an engaged, they have an audience with your customers. Cool. Check that off. You hire them, you send them some products. Maybe you give them a short little paragraph or an email about what you want or what you're going for. And then you get content back late. (laughs) It's off brand. 
is not showcasing your products right. Let me know, does that sound familiar? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever hired an influencer that gave you content that was not good, that was not on brand, that did not showcase your products, or that was not giving you what you were requesting from it or what you wanted from it? At Zappos, we worked with influencers a lot. Uh, and I, I specifically, I worked with influencers a lot. And I've seen a lot of content, y'all. <laughs> I've seen a lot of influencer content, y'all. I have seen content with the product name spelled wrong. I've seen it with the brand name spelled wrong. I've seen it where they didn't tag six different brands that were featured instead of the one that paid them, right? Like, I have seen so much um, influencer content. And because we, we would hire a ton of influencers, right? It's not like we were hiring one influencer per campaign. Like we were hiring a ton of them, right? And so we started to think of, we started to create processes, started to think of systems. And I start to use all of my, you know, 11 years of knowledge and all of the, of, of actually building marketing programs and systems and figuring out like, how do we do this? How do we put this, you know, how do we make this more systematized, right? And so in order to avoid this, in order to avoid getting terrible content from your influencers or content that is off-brand, that does not... And it, even if the, it's not even had, that it has to be terrible, right? It could be good content, but it's just not what you were looking for. It's not selling your products in the way that you were envisioning them to sell it. You know, it, th that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's making sure that it's on brand, yes, but also making sure that it's showcasing the product and it is aligned with the campaign that you're doing. And so in order to avoid this... You want to provide your influencers with a campaign brief and brand voice guidelines. So it's not enough to just give your influencers the product and just, you know, say like, oh, they make good content, so they'll showcase it right. And so you want to make sure you give them a campaign brief and you want to give them brand voice guidelines. And so let's start with campaign brief. So a campaign brief really is a document that outlines the messaging of the campaign, the campaign details, landing pages, the product info, any deadlines, creative direction, all of that kind of stuff goes into a campaign brief so that the influencer understands and your team, really, these are things that they, I talk about, I teach my, for my clients, we're creating internal briefs and external, external briefs. So internal briefs for your team and your marketing team internally to know what's going on <laughs> for like what is your you know your black friday campaign needs to be delivered in a brief to your marketing team so that they can go and know what know what they're doing and then you have an external brief which is like an influencer brief or like a deck an influencer deck where you would set take out some of the sensitive information or some of the really specific kpis that you would give your team or key performance indicators that you would give your team but you just shell it down to just what the influencer needs to know and that's really stuff like, again, messaging. Like, what are the campaign messages? What are we going for here? Like, if you're thinking about your holiday campaigns and you're wanting to use influencers to um, contract them for a, for, a holiday, for a New Year's campaign, right? For example, let's say you're talking about New Year's parties and you want to get influencers to showcase your products at, you know, at, in kind of party settings or something like that. You need to be able to tell them that, right? Don't just tell them, you know, like, hey, don't just send them the product and say, like, hey, you know, it's New Year's. Give us some New Year's vibes because you're going to have one person in Times Square. You're going to have one person who is just, you know, cozied up under the couch in a quiet day. You know, one person sitting on their couch watching the ball drop, right? Like, if you want it to be showcased in a holiday party festive kind of setting, you need to give influencers that information. You need to let them know what you're going for so that way the campaign is on brand and everything you're putting out feels cohesive. So that's a campaign brief. And then the other thing you want to provide is brand voice guidelines. 
So as I've mentioned, y'all, I have seen brand names spelled wrong. I have seen wrong people tagging the wrong social channel or the so wrong handle, right? Like it, it happens. <laughs> and so because of those things, I realized what you also need to provide is brand voice guidelines. And so the brand voice guidelines includes things like your brand name. If you, if you have to talk about how to say it, you know, giving the, the pronunciation there, do that so that people say it right. Because if you have a name that is not easily pronounced, you want to make sure they say it right <laughs> if they're talking in a video or real or something, right? So those kinds of things are important. Links to your site or links to the landing page you're going to be using. Like if you're hiring influencers for to promote, to talk about your Black Friday sale and you have a Black Friday landing page, which you, you should, or an assortment page of Black Friday product or something, you should, hint, hint. <laughs> You want to make sure that you provide that to the influencers so that they can add that to their link in bio or they can add it to their blog. They can talk about it in their YouTube videos, whatever it is. You want to make sure that they have the correct link to where, wherever they need to go. You want to make sure that they have links to your social channels. So like making sure that they, they tag the right person on Instagram, making sure that they add you as a branded partner on Instagram so that you can post their stuff on your page as well. Or if they're sending you content, you know, also making sure that that, that they can, you know, share that to their page by adding you as a branded partner on their end. So making sure they tag the right places. Tone of voice. Like if you have a specific kind of brand voice, like if it's more, you know, happy and zappy, <laughs> or if it's more, you know, serious, straightforward, or it's more luxury laid back, you want to make sure you tell that to your influencer because don't just expect them to go and do the due diligence of understanding your brand voice. Some of them will. You have really good influencers who would do that, who will try to figure out how to, you know, create campaigns that are on brand. But that's not everybody. You don't want to leave that up to chance, right? You want to make sure that you tell them that. And then another thing, another cool key thing that you want to do in that brand voice guideline is have some links to some past successful campaigns. Or like some influencer content that you've gotten before that has performed really well. Or, you know, any kind of campaigns that you have run that have been successful. Because that is great inspiration for them so that they know, oh, these kinds of things are what is successful for this type of brand. So they're not trying to reinvent the wheel or create something from complete scratch and you end up getting back something that is not in line with things that you already know data-wise are successful. Okay, so those are important. Brand voice guidelines, campaign briefs, definitely very important. And if you don't have either of those things, reach out to me. I have campaign briefs that I provide to my clients and like in my resource library, when my clients work with me, they get access to my all my resources. And in there are campaign brief templates. And so if you are looking to figure out how to work with me, you definitely want to go over to my site, stacyzeal.co, S-T-A-C-Y-Z-E-A-L.co. Figure out different ways to work with me. Um, so that you can get access to some of these templates and stuff like that. Because again, these are for my clients only, but they're very important. So, um, and brand voice guidelines. I actually have someone who I really want to bring on the podcast to talk about brand voice guidelines. So I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> send me a DM on Instagram. Send me brand voice guidelines um, on Instagram. DM me that if you really, really want me to prioritize getting that out ASAP. Mistake number three. Mistake number three is being too controlling. And so I know we just talked about brand voice guidelines, right? We just talked about making sure that we're providing our influencers with guidelines and campaign briefs so that they understand what we're trying to create and what we have going on. But there's also a side of that where we can be too controlling as the brand. So I get it. As a CEO, we are protective of our baby. 
right? We want to make sure that our product is showcased in the best light. We want to make sure that, you know, that, that, that everything is correct and on brand. And we think we need to be so strict in order to do that. So I get it. I understand that. But the thing is, we forget the reason when we do that. We forget the reason that we hire influencers in the first place. And the reason that we hire influencers in the first place is because they are able to create good content that moves people. They know how to build an audience. They know how to move people to do stuff, to take recommendations, to listen to them. They know how to do that. They've done that. And so knowing that they can do that and they've done that, we need to let them create we need to give them guidelines or guardrails, I, you know, rather will be a great, great analogy for that. Give them guardrails, but let them create. Let them be the creator. Let them showcase your product in a way that you never even thought to showcase your product. As long as it's aligned with the campaign, if it's on brand, everything is mentioned, you know, spelled right, all that kind of good stuff, right? But we need to let influencers create. We need to let them use their creativity because at the end of the day, they do want to make sure that they are growing and keeping their audience engaged. The good ones, right? They want to make sure that they're growing an audience. They want to make sure that they're creating an engaged audience. So, and, and because they want to do that, they want to make sure that the content that they put out is good and very, not even just good, but specific to their audience and actionable to their audience so that they can keep growing and building. And so... Give them guard, give them guidelines, give them guardrails, but let them create, let them have that creative freedom and you'll be surprised with the things that you get back. All right. Mistake number four, mistake number four. And let me, don't forget mistake. Number five is the biggest mistake y'all. And this mistake number four is very big too, because I've done this <laughs> with a client I've had before. And so mistake number four is only relying on free content or free user generated content. I know that some of y'all are shaking in your bones. Like, what do you mean? I'm not supposed to rely on only free content. Look, <laughs> let me, let me, let me give you a story or get, tell you what happened. I had a client where we used to get a ton, a ton of user generated content, like just free user generated content. They had a product. People love their floors. People love their audience, loved showcasing them using their floors on Instagram at, you know, on Facebook too, but mostly Instagram. And so people would tag us and stuff all the time. So all we had to do is just say, reach out and say like, Hey, you know, love this, love this video or love this content. Can we use it? Can we share it on our page? And we'll make sure we credit you. Like we got to, that's literally how we got 90% of our content for this page. And so here's the thing. A few things happen when you solely rely on free user generated content. One, You build a page that is engaging, yes, but not driving sales or or traffic to your site. You end up building a page that's engaging, but not driving traffic or sales to site. And that happens because free user-generated content typically is just very engaging. Because usually the customers who are creating them are just trying to create engaging content. They're not trying to create content that moves you to action or moves someone to action. They're just showcasing themselves using the product. They're just showcasing themselves with that product. But that's not enough to drive sales from Instagram. That's not enough to buy to drive sales from TikTok. 
It's not enough to just see somebody with the product or using the product. That's very engaging. Yes, like, oh my goodness, that tap routine you did was amazing on that floor. But that's not enough to drive people to your site. It's not enough. It has to be actionable. It has to be, it has to have a call to action from the actual person, from the influencer, from the creator, in order for it to really move people in a scalable, sustainable way. Okay. And another thing that happens when you rely on free content is that you don't get to tell the story. You just get what you get, right? Like you don't get to control necessarily, not even just the quality of the content, that's something we'll talk about in a second, but you don't get to tell the story. You don't get to create, you don't get to say like, hey, I have a campaign and I want to tell this camp, the, the story of this campaign, or I want to bring to life this, you know, the, the, this campaign, this cozy, amazing New Year's, lovely, lush indoor party that I'm bringing to life with through, you know, through your products. If, if you're bringing something to life and you're to have a story to tell, and your marketing team has gotten so excited about this story that you're going to tell. If you're relying on free content, it's harder to tell the story because you're just going to get what you get, right? People are not thinking about how can I best showcase your product in the right light. They're not thinking about how can I best showcase these, this pair of Crocs in the right light. They're, look at, they're showcasing themselves in the best light and the Crocs are just a part of the, part of the picture. So think about that when you're, when you're just relying, when you're looking back at your user generated content, if you're relying on it being most of your content, are you telling a story or are you just reposting things that you get as a brand, as a seven figure brand that may work, that works for you up until a certain point. But if you are trying to get from six figures to seven figures, you're trying to get from 250 to 500, 500 to a million. Relying on what you get is not going to work. You have to drive the story. You have to, as the brand, tell the story. You may not be the voice of that story. You, as the CEO, may not be the voice of that story. You, as the as the brand, may not be the voice of that story. Your influencers may be the voice of that story. Your customers may be the voice of that story. But at the end of the day, you still have to drive the story. You have to lead the story so that your people who are looking for you, who are looking to be a part of that story, they find you. They know where they, they know they belong there. That's how you build a movement behind your products and not just a product that just sells. That's how you build a movement. And I know that you want to build a movement because you're a mission-driven brand, because you're a CEO that has a product that's going to change the world. Those are the people I love to work with. The people who have a product that is literally going to change the world and you have a story to tell and so when you have a story to tell you cannot rely solely on free content that is something that you start with yes if you're just starting out and you're really looking to scale up yes start with the free get what you can get but at a certain point when you're when you're ready to say like i am ready to take my marketing to the next level because when you come to me and I'm, I'm going to ask you how much, of, wh wh where are you getting your content from? And if most of it is free, I'm like, okay, well, we need to put a budget together to get some influencer content that's paid. So we can start telling our story and not relying on other people telling our story. Or not relying on people creating our story. We need to create the story. Okay. So you want to make sure that you're mixing your user-generated content, your free content with paid influencer content. So don't rely just solely on free content. Marketing costs money, y'all. 
Mistake number five. This is the last one, y'all. This is a big mistake. Oh my goodness. If you are doing something different, come on back to me because this is a big one. The mistake that the fifth mistake that you are making that is going to cost you money this holiday season, if you do not do this, is not running ads with your influencer content. So I started talking about it a little earlier, but a big part of my job at Zappos was looking through influencer content and deciding which content we were going to use in Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads to drive sales. That was the goal to drive sales. It was not to just pick influencer content that was cool and cute and engaging. It was, what are we going to use to drive sales? And so what we learned, what I learned, was that influencer content definitely drives traffic and sales. They drive traffic and sales. And so it got to a point where influencer content became involved in damn near every campaign that we were running. (laughs) There was a point where brands were like Crocs, Steve Madden, all New Balance, all of them requests. We want influencers. We want to do influencers. We want to run influencer ads. We want to, that's what they want. Right. And so we're like, yes, we got to get the influencers. We got to, we got to rely on influence. We got to figure out how do we create an influencer program because everybody wants influencers. Okay. And so one of the problems that brands face, that brands like yours face with influencer content is that it has a short shelf life and it's hard to track ROI. And so let's talk about short shelf life. So a short shelf life, like, you know, you think about when you post something on Instagram, how long does it live? If it's a reel, maybe three weeks, two, three weeks, even reels seem lately that they're cutting down on the amount of visibility that they're getting because it's getting more crowded a still image or a, just a regular feed post, what a day, maybe depending on the volume that you're doing, maybe more, more, you know, just a few hours. And so, and even if they post it on their page, right, you post it on yours, they post it on theirs. Eventually uh, you maybe got a week <laughs> and then you're done. And then you got but, but and, and then you got to find more content and you got to be posting like, so it has a short shelf life. And then also it's hard to track your return or your ROI on influencer content. Because unless you are making sure that you're using like, you know, affiliate links and those kinds of things. But I'm saying like, if you're just hiring influencers to post on their page and say like, hey, go check out and go follow this brand. It's hard to, it's hard to track that. It's hard to track, you know, hey, influencer is posting your link in their bio and they're saying like, hey, go, you can see the clicks. But you know, are you, it's hard to really fully connect and paint a full picture with it. Okay, it's harder to do that. But here's the thing, when you run ads, when you run Facebook ads specifically is what I'm talking about. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads. When you run ads with influencer content, you give it a longer shelf life. So you can have something that runs for 90 days and converts for 90 days <laughs> versus having something that you post and it gives it, a, and it lives for just a week. You could have something depending on, you know, whatever agreement that you get with your influencers. You can have some content that you can just run and it could just continuously generate sales. And once it stops, you can just stop. Or you can factor in all these different other kinds of influencer content and run ads behind them. And then the other thing that you can do when you run ads with influencer content is that you can measure the ROI. You can very much measure, you can very much say like, oh, this particular influencer photo got me a return of XYZ. 
This one got me a 3x return on my money. This one converts, you know, this 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 particular thing has a return on ad spend of six every day <laughs> that we run it. All right, so you can actually start to really measure the influencer content. You can start to see like, oh, this influencer, when we run ads with this particular influencer, we get a lot, we get a lot of money. We, you know, we that increases our ROI. That's when we have the highest, highest, highest ROI. Let's contract this influencer. Let's pay them out for the year to create content for us. We'll, give, we'll, we'll also get the paid right so we can start to just run content with them throughout the year. This is how you make data-driven decisions, y'all. <laughs> this is how you scale, right? You got to be able to return. You have to be able to measure. And let's and also when you run ads with influencer content, you can drive trail, you can drive sales and traffic, right? Not just you can measure the ROI, but they actually do convert into sales and traffic. If you're trying to get a bunch of you know eyeballs on a particular page or a particular blog post or something like that that you may have on your site, you can do that. You can drive sales. You can run. You can run. Um, you can also get your influencer. Your your you can get in front of that influencer's um, audience. Because then you could run ads from their face to audiences, to their audience, to different audiences. You can do that when you, you when you leverage Facebook ads or when you, when you leverage Instagram ads with your influencer content. And so you want to make sure, here are some considerations with this. It only works if you have the right strategy. It only works if you have the right strategy. Another consideration is that you have to pick the right content for ads because not everything that an influencer sends you is sellable. Not not all the content that you get from the influence from your influencers is going to be something that drives sales. Some of it is just very engaging, cute, funny, cool. Some of it is actually showcasing your products in a way that drives sales. So you need to be able to differentiate between that. That was literally the starting point of where I started with influencer content when I was trying to figure out what we were running for ads. It's okay. I have 10 influencers. I have to look through all of their content. Each of these influencers has sent me five to 10 images each. Some have sent videos. So I have to go through all of this content and figure out which one is the seller or which two or three are the sellers, which ones are actually going to move are actually going to drive sales, not Oh, this is just cute, fun, and engaging. We can post it on our page because those things are important, right? It's important to have an engaged page. But if we're talking about Facebook ads, they need to be actionable. They need to be something that drives sales. And so you have to be able to pick the right content. You have to be able to go through what you're looking at and know what exactly is the right things. And you also have to make sure that you get the paid rights, okay? So you have to get commercial rights to anything that you're running ads with. So don't just take your influencer content. And just start running ads with it. Mind you, and I'm going to say, I am not a lawyer. I am not giving you legal advice. Talk to a lawyer. Make sure that you ask them about whatever agreements you have between your influencers and make sure that you get paid rights. Talk to them about that. Get that from them. Okay. And you also, you need the right Facebook ad strategy. Because it's not just enough to just like boost a post. Because let me tell you, boosting posts is a waste of money. It's a waste of your damn money. Do not boost posts this holiday season. Period. <laughs> it's a waste of money. And so it's not about saying, oh, I got influencer content. I posted it. Now let me just hit boost post because that's not it. You want to make sure that you're actually running a Facebook ad strategy. You're making sure that you're setting it up technically correct. You're making sure that you're creating cohesive messaging. You're making sure that the copy and everything is all actionable. 
Okay, so that all of that goes into it. So with the right strategy, you will be able to monetize your influencer content and it will make you exponentially more money. I have seen it. Influencer content converts y'all. Influencer content converts. And so if you don't want to leave any money on the table this holiday season and you want to make the most money possible, you need a Facebook ad strategy that tells you exactly what to do and how to get there. And so in one day, in one day, you and I will work together and we will outline your Facebook ad strategy based on customized, based on your business. And I'm even going to tell you the campaigns that you need to be running over the next 90 days to make exponentially more money in your business, to make exponentially more sales for your store. And so this is for you. This is for you if you are ready to stop leaving money on the table and invest in your next level. This is for you if you have someone on your team that can build and optimize your ads, meaning you want to do this in-house. You don't need to, you don't want to rely on an agency. You don't want to pay the agency fees. You want to be able to do this in-house. And you have someone on your team that can actually know, learn how to do this and add add a skill set to their actual um, to their to their resume so that they can help you in a better light. And you want to make and you're you you you've decided that you want to make consistent revenue that is two or three times what you're at now. So you're already making consistent revenue and you said, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to double this. I'm ready to triple this. I have the capacity to do that and I'm ready to do that now. And this is for you. If you want the roadmap, not the course, that's just going to leave you stuck. You want me to tell you exactly what you should be doing. And so Black Friday is right around the corner. You need to start now. You need to start now. So book a call with me so we can talk about whether this is a good fit for you. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash VIP, or if you prefer to just send me a Voxer note, I'm going to also leave my Voxer in the show notes so that you can send me a couple messages there. If you have questions about the VIP day or you have questions about working with me, and then we'll decide if it's a good fit and whether we need to get on a call or whether we can just close that thing right there. So again, we are almost to the Super Bowl. We are almost to the Super Bowl. If you've been listening to the holiday series, that's the reference I've been giving. We are almost there. Do not miss out on your opportunity to make millions this season. Do not miss out on your opportunity to make millions this season by waiting and contemplating and deciding what you're going to do or trying to YouTube and figure it out yourself. Get the answers you need so that you can get on the right track so that you can make this your best, most profitable quarter of the year. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. Share this with your friends. I will see you next time on the uh, on the Roadmap to One Million podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I just know you got a nugget or two from that episode that will take your brand to the next level if you take action. Keyword, take action action. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist to get a free resource that will help you to take action on what you learned today so that you can get on to building the brand of your dreams. And be sure to leave us a review so businesses like yours can get this gold as well. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.